Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to a Paper Tuesday special look into the world of the Parish Council elections here in Wexford. As we know the Parish Council elections are held at this time of year every four years to give the rioters enough time to recover from their previous elections. Our first parish to look at has to be the big one here in town. The polls have shown that this one will be a suspected whitewash mark. Yeah a whitewash is right Michael, it really is a sign of the times here in Gorey that we're going with this particular individual as parish leader for the next four years. I suppose people are just sick of having the career parishioners getting in there and not really making any difference. Oh, and the results are in. The new parish leader, Gory, has taken to the stage and is about to address us all. Lord graciously hear us. Inspiring, and there you have it folks, Patch Cullen has defeated Donald Kenny in the run for parish leader here in Gorey. Our commiserations to Donald here for Paper Tuesdays, he fought a very good fight. Yeah, fair play and hard luck to Donald, it was always going to be a David versus Goliath story here. Patch just has so much going for him in terms of ethnic diversity, because as we know Michael, Patch is a mixed race breed himself. His support of the ISPCA LGBTQ community and his plans to provide free housing for those previously yes, outside and dogs. we love our new leader because he, Mark Halpin, is a good boy. Oh, he's the best boy. Thanks for joining us. Hello, Mark. Hello, Michael. Thank you for oh, joining yeah. me. You're, normally you announce where we are and what we're doing. Oh, well, this isn't normal times, Michael. This is completely <laughs> different to normal. We were um, stopped. By the Coast Guard in the setting up <laughs> for this podcast. <laughs> Somebody tipped off the Coast Guard. Yeah, they probably smelled the lavender essence that you burn here in this shed. <laughs> yeah, we had to put yeah. it out to make sure no one thought we were relaxing back here. Indeed. Well, there won't be any relaxing if one is reading I Cross the Line by Liam Dunn. I've been looking forward to doing this, Mark. I am now going to close my eyes and be guided by other spirits. And I'm going to say, enter Larry O'Gorman. How he managed to score those two incredible goals from midfield is still beyond me. But he rattled the net twice and, almost single-handedly, had tip on the ropes. That's amazing. How did you pull that one out? Oh, I love that one. That's probably the best line in the book. <laughs> We've done that segment now. That's great. Yeah, <laughs> done that, now. that was great. Uh, Larry O'Gorman has been a talking point for the two of us for the past while as well Mark actually we we haven't discussed it but uh, on our Patreon pod which we um, you can listen to I'm sure we'll be releasing that in the near future and you can go on to papertuesdays.com we will discuss how the podcast was formed and it was after deep thought but um, anyway uh, uh, after you suggested the podcast to me Mark Mm. you sent me a photo of Larry O'Gorman leaping into the air and you said, never forget who we are doing this for. <laughs> and we still haven't. No, no. Oh, it's a sign, isn't it's it? It's a sign, yeah. yeah. So swings yeah. and roundabouts. Enter what, Larry O'Gorman. What does swings and roundabouts mean? It's an expression suppose, that people say, but I never get. Yeah, I suppose it means, you know, you, you have the swings that bring you high, but then the roundabouts, well, they're just dull and they're going around, you know. So, you know, you want to be on the swing rather than the roundabout. Is that it? Really? I think so, yeah, anyway. Swing, yeah. Swing. You take it off for granted, though, in your vernacular language, don't you? You don't... Yeah. You say, ah, yeah, whatever. It's really- yeah. Normally, though, that involves actually only yesterday. I'm I'm inclined to do this, Mark, where mm. um, when I, I I just use expressions that don't make any sense in their usage. <laughs> so my mom asked, uh, oh, all right, so what does she look like? And I said, she's tanned. She's larger than life. And my sister Rose, she goes, what? <laughs> she's not larger than life. And I said, well, what is she then? 
She's overweight. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm inclined to do little things like that. Yeah, yeah. well, you were fluffing it, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice but then uh, in these uh, days, as we'll discuss, you know, you, you have to be careful with what language you choose, you know, otherwise you could be cancelled, I think, you know. You have, to yeah. be, you have to watch yourself. I don't know why, but that just sort of reminded me of a conversation I had today with a man about death. Right. I know I've been talking about death a lot lately, but oh. it's not in kind of a... Um, it's November. I th- I always think November is the month of death and when you remember hmm. dead people. That's what I'm inclined to do anyway. So, yeah, you're just you're yeah. just rocking it it's with just, November. It's just after Halloween and, you know, the, the trees are dying and stuff. And it is, it's sort of a somber time. But uh, I was talking to a fella today and he said that he, he'd love it if everyone had a number, the same number, and that's when you're done. Like, you know, you get to age 85, everyone dies at 85. And on that particular date at 85, you die. So on your 85th birthday, say you die. And then like, you know, you'd know, like you'd know how to plan your life. And if how? someone said to you, well, I see you at the match next weekend. He goes, I know, sure. I'm dying on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> how does this come up when you're delivering a double bed? Ah, uh, because sure, someone died in the house. Oh, right. So, you know, okay. You know, it, was, okay. it was a sad enough affair, but that, oh, so, right. that's sort of brightened up a bit. Yeah, but it's like, I don't know. I, I think just in this world, we just don't have a lot of control over our circumstances you know i was only thinking on the way home like if we knew everything well Mm. then we'd know everything about every single thing and we don't well flood does oh (laughs) (laughs) sorry here speaking of um yeah i'm going to go at one now mark right i'm going to play you a little clip and do you know what? I haven't checked with our Patreon subscribers and they are, of course, Breed Brown and John O'Hallan, who used to live quite close to each other in the mm. parish of Hollyfort in North Wexford. Yeah. Well, I tell you something, Mark. I was flabbergasted and I haven't checked with the shareholders now about going at uh, going off on one about this. But I was flabbergasted when I heard this clip on my Instagram, which was sent to me from a West Cork man named Jamie O'Driscoll. Shout out to Jamie. Uh, and this is what he sent me. Just for people at home, Noel's pulled a Nokia, what looks to be a 52 10. No, it's a 32. 32 10. That's my Ireland phone. 30, 32. Oh, yes, hello, Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> no, this is a good time. You want to film a zombie movie? <laughs> Somewhere totally decrepit. Oh, have you heard of Gory? <laughs> now, when I heard that, Mark... <laughs> I wanted to go off on one. Yeah, I didn't turn that now. Oh, I said to you. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah. I didn't do you not read my messages? No, I do. TV, TV, TV. I try not to watch the two Johnnies too much. Now they're very good and I used to listen to them, but I don't want any sort of crossover between anything I say or what they say, just so it doesn't sound like we're... What's the word? Oh. But I don't want any accidental crossover. Yes, yeah, yeah. Unbelievable, Mark. Yeah, so I don't... I just I avoid it just so that I don't have that problem. Yeah, because they are very funny and they're very like culturally. Yeah, um, they are, but they need to check their fucking facts. <laughs> yeah, get your fucking facts back, no. <laughs> I just like I could make a list the length of my arm of places that are decrepit in Ireland just through one reason or the other. They were bypassed. the The fun fair was moved from there. The jobs moved somewhere else. But Gory isn't one of those places, Mark. No, 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 not. it's not. No. You know, there hasn't been any closures recently. I mean, I think actually there were 70 jobs announced recently. And I know this is a parochial podcast, but no, Noel, you cannot slam Gory as a very decrepit place. I'm calling you out, brother. <laughs> Michael Dwyer versus Noel Furlong. <laughs> we should actually, we were talking about having Colm Tyrrell on, weren't we? So yeah. um, someone said that if Colm goes to come on, uh, me and him should have a grappling match. 
Oh yeah. So we got undercard. You you and Noel Furlong. <laughs> It'll be an honor. <laughs> I I definitely if it was something like that. I, um, I I'm no offense, Eric. I know you're going to be a personal trainer, but for, if I was prepping for that card, I would train under Niall Bazakendi. Yeah. I oh, would yeah. run laps, laps, laps. <laughs> I would run laps of Nevada with him. I would train in Gory Boxing Club. I would go at it awful, awful hard. And I would floor Noel Furlong. And I'd show him <laughs> what I can offer. When you mess with Gory and things like that, that that's just totally uncalled for, you know. There you go now, Noel. Yeah. The word's been put out. It has, yeah. Um, Mark, do you want to uh, share some thought with us? Uh, I have a couple of questions. We were meant, we were to have a guest this week. Let's not let's not make any quarrels about no, it. But sure, no. things these things happen. Yeah, yeah. Things fell yeah. through. Um, artistic disagreements. <laughs> yeah, and agents get involved. Agents Mark. I always involved. find when an agent gets involved and get their grubby paws on our plans. Well then, yeah. So uh, <laughs> uh, like I had a couple of questions for our yeah. guest, but we, there's a, a few of them were very vague. So like you know me me and you can sort of hash these out now. Yeah, so you cool. can get to the bottom of it. Let's go. So uh, the qu- first question I had was. It was announced earlier this year that UFOs are real. Do you think that alien surveillance vehicles are, which are just, oh, sorry. Do you think that these are alien surveillance vehicles that have just crashed by accident and that they're always there and there's loads up there? Or these are like first expeditions from outer planets that are crashing because they don't know how to land on our planet? Wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. What do I think? Um, I don't know, Mark. When it comes to UFOs, I'm kind of like, well, sure, we can't. Can we really figure out for definite? So I'm just going to let them be. They could no. be. No. I, I think I'd like the idea that there's another planet out there and they're having as much crack as we are. Yeah. There was the, there's this theory, I can't remember, but it's like that there's an infinite number of views doing the exact same thing an infinite number of times. And that's what reality is underneath the layers. Oh. Or this veil of viewing, which I'm seeing above consciousness. But Beautiful. I, do think aliens are real? Have you seen the Bob Lazar documentary? No, no, that's very good. I, uh, You'd recommend that, it. I, that's a recommendation. Is it recommendation of the week? Uh, Bob Lazar, the Netflix documentary, or you can actually listen to his podcast with Joe Rogan, which are fascinating. But like he basically was this. Um, He's just basically kind of a weird guy. There's my uncle and my cousin outside the, yeah. the studio there. They'll be on next away. week. Pat Purcell there. Yeah. Pat, Pete and Helen. Hello there. Um, <laughs> thankfully, they're not going to interrupt. They just going to wave. Um, yeah, but Bob Lazar was a, a scientist, basically. And he was hired by the, the government in America to investigate these uh, unidentified flying objects that had come. Yeah. And they didn't know what to do with them. And... He basically want wanting another. He was fired, and he sort. Or I don't know was he fired or did he leave? But he basically let it slip that these things were there, and uh, we have no humans have no idea how they got here or how they work. Apparently, the way they found out they found out what causes them to move, but they don't know how to emulate it. So apparently, this thing is pulled forward through gravity rather than being propelled like our cars would be, you know, right. or, or like a slingshot. It's the okay. opposite to a slingshot. It's being pulled. So they they're trying to find this out and they couldn't. I don't know if they have or not, but how they actually moves, they haven't figured out. But yeah, I I'm not doing the story justice at all. I'm rambling here, but so go check that out, Bob Lazar, if you're interested in aliens. Yeah, but, and are you undecided as well then, or do you think that? Oh, I'm undecided. There's absolutely okay. no way we can know like what aliens want or. Yeah, but what's your inclination? Like, my inclination is what that, do you want it to be? <clears throat> what what I want it to be. I do believe there's other life out there. 
and that there are planets that inhabit life there's no way like we know sort of we don't know how big the universe is but we know that within i think we know do know for certain that at the end of each universe there's a multiverse and at the end of each multiverse there's a black hole and no one knows where that leads but there are theories that that leads to other multiverses Mm. so our multiverse is part of another bigger multiverse which contains our universe which contains our um solar system which contains our milky which contains earth and that's how small we are so i don't believe that there's only us i that in all of that there's only this specific planet that has little monkeys on it yeah when do you get the realization of the sense that there's such a bigger bigger things at play not that let's i know that kind of sounds a little bit spiritual but like if we I when I'm in nature and mm. I see a huge mountain in front of me, mm. I think, wow, the like the world is so much more significant than I am. Yes. And I I value those moments so much. And it could be as simple as driving through the end of the downs there with the trees on mm. the left and righty. You know, you, you've the the beauty of that facing India or like when we go for a scenic area where there's a beach meets a cliff or something like that. You know, there, there are so many examples of that. That's where I find it. Mm. Do you, do you, emu- or do you recognize that? Definitely what you're saying. Um, just straight away, what came to mind was airplanes being in an airplane and looking down or you're flying over a yeah. mountain range and you see it all and you think, wow, like that's yeah. amazing. And it's those kind of moments that I think are important. And like, even if you just go outside and look at the sky even at night i loved absolutely loved when i was working on a farm in australia it was sort of the middle of the desert but i'd be up at i'd be out in the fields at half four in the morning and there's no towns no um synthetic lighting around for miles to bar my quad light or maybe my phone if i looked at it and i'd look up and you could see just stars everywhere if you look straight up you couldn't see the ground because everything was dark and the whole sky was lit up and you can see the different constellations very clearly. And if you just look up at something like that and you think about how far away all that stuff is, and there's even more stuff beyond that that you can't see, that gives you a bit more perspective on how small and insignificant you are. Hmm. But it also is freeing as well, in a sense. It's not a depressing thought to think about how small you are. Yeah. I think it's, it's sort of freeing and it's... it's uh, awesome i know the word is overplayed nowadays and it's through the media and stuff but awesome is like it's it's awe and that's why it's an awe such a funny thing because when we think of the word awful i remember someone told me this years ago and i it's always kind of stuck with me awful and we think of it as something terrible but when we untangle it it's full of awe Mm. so like why do we why do we use it to describe is it spelled the same? Aw oh, is awful. A W F U L. I don't know. No, it's Maybe. not spelled the same. But yeah. like, if is that where it comes from? Apparently, that's oh. what. Uh, awful. Well, there is something terrifying about awe as well. Yeah, it's the mixer of terror and beauty, I suppose. <laughs> I might. I have a few discussion topics as well, Mark. And just because you brought up UFOs, and I am actually going to link UFOs and the. the bigger universes and multiverses to teletext. Okay. <laughs> because Mark. I didn't know this, but mm. I, I, I work in an undisclosed location in County Wexford and my colleague's father mm. still accesses teletext on a daily basis. Really? Yeah. And I was convinced that teletext was finished. Yeah. I thought it was common news and the teletext service has reached its conclusion. No, this man still has it. He's hitting 303. He's getting his GA results. He's getting the news. 
I'd love to know what else have we been told no longer exists, but actually continues to exist. Mm. Can you buy marathon bars anywhere? Are the Morrow bars still on the go? These are the questions I want answered. Mm. See, they, they've sort of evolved, haven't they? But maybe there is like evolved, a batch yeah. a batch left of Morrow bars that yeah. haven't become boost bars yeah. or marathon. Well, what date was it? 19th of July. Marathon becomes Snickers. It, yeah. God will liberate from Indians. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Teletext, does he get that through Sky or is it through the original channels, the lower, you know, if you press one? I think one, it's the original channels. Mm, it'd have to be, wouldn't it? Because I, I wouldn't even have thought they exist anymore. Yeah. Straight at six, straight to Sky. Yeah. And that's it. Not No messing around in none of that fucking <laughs> waste. <laughs> the slums. Yeah. So that's going to blow a lot of minds that Teletext is still going, you know? Yeah. Another thing that you were, um, I suppose, mulling over was dry robes, you yes. were saying. Did you hear about this? No, I've seen dry robes on Instagram, but I haven't heard it. They're on Instagram, and I think a major retailer, namely Ad Little or an Aldi, is about to sell them as their special buys this weekend or something. Mm. But apparently in Dublin, Mark, around mm-hmm. the 40 foot, and these areas that are very popular for the diving and the swimming, yeah. well, Mark... There's a bit of a culture war going on there at the moment, right? Okay. So you can picture the type of people that would frequent these places on a daily basis every morning at, say, five o'clock. And they're, you know, more power to them. They're, they have their daily ritual and their daily ritual is to jump in and to refresh themselves. And, you know, they're very... Um, they they value the ritual of it. Yes, and, you yeah. know, they're embedded in that. They and could they, be doing it 20 years like yeah. before Instagram maybe stuff. yeah yeah but there's yeah there's certainly the, so there's that wellness and then yeah so then they probably get their black coffee their Americano or you know a simple coffee mm. right mm. but then these this crew is pitched against the dry robbers so they're coming <laughs> And they've got their phones up and they've got their and they're hopping in and they're making a scene mm. and then they're going over and they're getting and this is words I have um, this is third or fourth hand mark, but I'm going with it anyway. People complaining that they're ordering very fattening coffees that are made of pumpkin milk is oh, what one Jesus, expression. Yeah. Yes. So <laughs> so these so, you know, the, their swim is defeating the purpose and they're wearing these what are viewed as god awful um, dry robes yeah. Mark yeah. what I can find fascinating about this is there are now um, laminated pages posters no dry robes dry robes ban and uh, photos of people wearing dry robes and an X <laughs> running through the image so Brilliant. I don't know what grounds or what authority these signs have but uh, there is a, a war going on there inadvertently culture war yeah that's mad isn't it that's brilliant like there's no reason to put up a sign saying there's no yeah it's basically you're yeah. being annoying on your sign cop onto yourself <laughs> like there's no harm to the environment there's no harm to anybody no. of them doing this just, you look ridiculous with your big fucking duvet on you and your mocha fucking frappuccino I have to say though I probably wouldn't be let to buy one of these but they are very practical looking aren't they they are they do look nice like for years how many how often have you thought oh I'd love to go to the sea but the effort now of trying to frummage around the place I don't know if frummaging is the word but foostering anyway trying to take off your togs and not expose yourself to the people on the beach and that type of thing so and you, it's the drive home then you're freezing cold yes. like yeah, the shaking and you get the car wet and you get sand everywhere yeah yeah it's practical yeah but see 
Sims C swims have become big lately on yeah. Instagram. I have noticed. And you even see people doing someone down at our uh, our box coffee last weekend. Yeah, our box coffee. Was, uh, <laughs> in a, in a, one of these duvets. In a what? In one of these duvets. Oh, duvets in the robes. Wow, yeah, they've the even robes, reached yeah. Castle. I wonder, would they protect you against jellyfish stings? Yeah, or the virus. You would look like a marshmallow <laughs> at the top of a cup of tea, though, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Here, I know we've discussed it uh, briefly as well, but I wonder would they protect you from seals? Because you uh, don't like the seals. I don't like the seals. No, yeah. it's, it actually is hindering my life, my quality of life. This fear of seals because I really? want to. Oh, no, not really. Oh, I want to get in the sea, but like, is this fucking like if he's that close? Like if a seal is there looking at you and he moves really fast, and I can't move as fast as he can in the water. But if he decides he wants to like touch me or whatever, I don't even think he'll bite me. But I just don't want him to touch me. Have they ever manifested in dreams? Maybe, actually, maybe. Wow. They could have, yeah. Genius. I mean, I have some strange dreams lately. I know Ooh. I'm not going to be able to recall any, but that's right. just uh, I throw that out there. Have you had any you can recall? Um, no, but yeah, there. Some of them can be daft. I remember actually, I was going to be a sub teacher in um in a primary school, and I was going. I, I was running late and I was going down as far as you could go down, Mark. I was going down this set of stairs and then I had to run back up the set of stairs. So, but do you know what I love doing? I love Googling the symbolism of that then. And trying yeah, to, yeah. You know, I read a book by about the symbolism of dreams. You know, your man, right. who, he has a radio show or a TV show. He's a um, small sort of glasses, um, balding, white hair, white beard. I think oh. he was on RTE. Was he a radio presenter or something? I really? All right. I can't for the life of me think of it, but he had all these. Anyway, may look him up now. Yeah, I'll actually I'll show you his book later. After all right. this, but uh, I can't remember like his name or anything like that. But he was all into the symbolism of dreams and stuff. He was a psychotherapist. But uh, it's an interesting read. But it's again, it's it's like the aliens, or it's a bit. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. I could write a book on it. You could, and it could make just as much sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, look, I write horoscopes, so I, I <laughs> want to, I, I want to be a candidate for that. Yes, yeah. Mark, have you a question? Uh, question. This is another deep one now. <clears throat> are we human beings with a byproduct of consciousness, or are we consciousness with a byproduct of a human being? I'll go with the latter. I'll jump straight in with that. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, yeah, I think we are merely a consequence of this existence. Well, not we, but my body is a consequence. Not, not in a bad way, but it's just, this is what I'm inhibiting at the minute. Yeah. I don't think I'm a human contending with some fucking imaginary beanbag or punch bag in front of me. Like, life isn't something that I'm um against. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. this is all it. But imagine if we for whatever reason thought differently and thought the former I think it would culminate in a lot of um, resentment yeah like Aggression. you Frustration. feel like the world is against you mm. and you have to keep pushing it whereas you've no relief you've no release from that yeah you think you're entangled in it all yeah yeah it is and it'd be sort of you're playing a very difficult game then mm. I think but I, I and you do know, you come across people like that and, you know, oh, poor me and why don't I have this and how come this has happened to me and this doesn't happen to him and I have all these fucking problems. And it's like, once you realise that everybody has these problems mm. and yeah. it's just a part of being, it's part of existing that's having yeah. problems. And I know in the moment it's easy for me to sit here now and talk about, you know, how problems are easy because it's just me and you sitting down and having a chat and it's different when you're 
<clears throat> sprinting up a hill or something. But yeah, overall, you need to be, have that perspective, I think, in order to be happy. Yeah, there's some stoic saying. I'm sure one of the philosophers said that, that like, if you can bear it, then you shouldn't really complain about it. Yeah, and yeah. that's that's such a simple little maxim that you know I I like. I've been mulling over the last few days. I think it's an easy thing to implement in your life, you know. Mm. Um, it reframes it. Yeah. Um, before we take a question, maybe we'll go to the Parish of the Week, Mark. Mm, yes. And I know you've been looking forward to this one. Yeah. And this week it comes from Mozambique. And we really have to pay credit to one Lionel Messi. Mm. And the world famous footballer has a foundation. And they, through that foundation, he pays for daily breakfast for 15,000 children in Mozambique. And the breakfast is served in the school. And the meal is also an incentive for them to attend and receive an education. So it's run there in the parish of San Benedict in Magunze. I can hear their cries delight now as they've been anointed the parish of the week for this week and uh, the children travel sem- several kilometres to attend the region's schools the area suffers from prolonged periods of drought which result in a lack of food there and sometimes the children only have enough food for one meal every day and a half and the breakfast campaign of the Leal Messi Foundation ensures that 15,000 children from 40 schools receive food daily and attend school it's a direct way to contribute to the improvement of the country, which is among the poorest in the world. So there, that's a great story, isn't it? Shout yeah. out to them. San, Be- San Benedict in Magunze, which is 150 miles from Maputo, the capital, and two, 22 miles from Zaxe, the capital of the province of Gaza. And these places, of course, Mark, are in Mozambique. I'd love to go to Mozambique. I watched the uh, documentary on it once and it looks very fun. The people look very happy. It's a very sort of dancey, singy culture. Yeah. Uh, just in the story in general, I think is uh, proof that this whole idea and you see a lot of on Twitter and stuff. I I've deleted Twitter recently actually for these kind of reasons. But you see people tweeting stuff like "Eat the rich" and you know like that the capitalism is wrong and right yeah. That's proof that it's not like this is just a man who plays soccer and he gets paid a lot of money to do it. Yeah, like and he this is how he gets money back. There's another. I think it's Marcus Rashford from. Um, Man United does the same, feeds mm. a lot of poor people. Yeah. Your man Bezos has uh, done a, a couple of billion or something to yeah. fix the climate or something. Right. I don't follow it very closely, but it shows yeah. that like these are just people that are good at something and have accumulated a fortune because of it and now they're giving it back. It's not these people aren't, you know, drinking the blood of young teenagers or whatever the fuck they yeah. believe, you know, that there's these uh, the global Illuminati or patriarchy yeah. or whatever. It's the it, <laughs> Another way to think of it is, and I think this thought um, ideology drives a lot of um, that commentary, Mark, is Mm. the idea that wealth is a pie and, Mm. you know, they've taken too much of the pie and it's meant that the poor people have less of the pie. Mm. Whereas if you view wealth as something that is always growing and always just um, expanding and, you know, something that can't be fixed and contained in a small um, pie or mm. you know a limited a finite amount well then it means that you know the wealthy can be considered that they're just uh, you know that we will gain from altruism because it's people gaining more and more from their talents and then you know it's spreading um, and helping uh, everyone as a result yeah uh, do you That's follow it. that I do follow that yeah. yeah and these countries like Mozambique obviously you can it is it's true that they're poor like and that mm. uh, children can only have was it a meal every one and a half days yeah originally like that's awful Mm. that shouldn't be the case like in a perfect world that wouldn't be the case yeah but this isn't the perfect world and Mm. there is no route to perfection like communism is a fantastic idea 
Yeah. It's a fantastic idea and it's the, it's the right one. It's a good one to have. Like, yeah. we should look after each other as a whole and we should be working for the group of humans mm. as the main objective. But it doesn't work in reality. No. And our, this doesn't work in reality. Like, it, no. it, it doesn't work perfectly, but yeah. it works. Yeah. And it's better than genocide. <laughs> Did you have that? Did you have that? Like, as you were thinking of, how will I nail? No, I just sort of came to the full stop of genocide. Yeah, it'd be great though. Like, it would really, if there was a public meeting in the future on, like, I don't know, road traffic signs, and you know, it had stopped genocides breaking out. <laughs> it'd be brilliant. It it would really put an end to some some uh, long dis- lengthy discussions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> here, here, Mark. I back you. <laughs> Uh, we go to the our oh, yeah, discussion uh, topics. I'll just take a slash there first. Yeah. Ah yes, very good. So hello there. This is the twenty eighth minute of Paper Tuesdays podcast, and you've been listening to Mark Halpin on, and you can find him on Instagram. And I'm Michael Dwyer. Robbie Dunn, the guy from Muckridge, is our producer. We hope you're having lots of fun wherever you are in the world. We're thinking of you. We're Paper Tuesdays. This, this is, of course, episode 27. You can find more from us there on Instagram. That's our main social media channel. It's at Paper Tuesdays. And then, of course, our website is papertuesdays.com. You take incredibly quick slashes. Oh, well, I take a lot. I go, you know, fast and often. Oh, oh good man. Good yeah. man. Yeah. Actually, I'm... I had a really nice one earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I like a particularly nice one. Like five minutes later, I was still thinking, that was a good one. Right, was so, it the relief from it? I think it was because it was in the back arse of nowhere in a ditch. Oh, yeah. In nature. Yeah. And I just, I felt it. As it was happening, I yeah. knew, I was like, this is the one. And then, like, five minutes later, I was like, that was the one. That was great. Like, so I'd suggest that'd be another recommendation, is just go out to the middle of nowhere and urinate. Brilliant. That's the thing. <laughs> I wonder when some people on foot of this podcast decide, you know what, I'm going to do both at the same time. I'm going to listen to that podcast and I'm going to piss in the back of the hour. That would be a brilliant idea. Absolutely brilliant. Um, Mark, I also want to discuss something now. Oh, yes, actually, Mark, you just burst out with a message out in our earlier in the week that we live in the best country in the world. <laughs> and it was on foot, of course, reading in the weird a previous uh, recommendation. But like in general, there's a lot there to it. I'm sure it wasn't just that video that made you think, my goodness, we're just such a great nation. No, we are. I love ah, yeah. Ireland. I love being Irish. And like that reeling in the weird page, it, it's <laughs> comedy, but it makes you proud to be Irish. And like you wow. watch Father Ted or you watch Killing a Scully or you watch The Unbelievables. And that's like, that's what it's like to be proud of being Irish. Like it's funny. It's humor too, Johnny's as well. Like it's all, it's great. Like That's, there's a lot there, Mark. Like why, why is like, I was watching some daft clips of it. The one we were talking about was the monster in the lake in Mead. Yeah. And they were gone investigating and the lads were scuba diving. And what was he said? It's like going in at um, a Guinness. It's like looking in a, I, I, I don't know, you let off somewhere, Mark, anyway. Mm. But like, uh, there was also one of uh, a priest had organized social classes and dating classes for, <laughs> and they were instructed on etiquette, you know. <laughs> you know, you you take up the lady for the dance and then you put her back where she came from then, you know. Like, <laughs> the, uh, this is very elementary now, you know, in, uh, in social discourse. But like, um, uh, why, why, Mark? Is does that make you think that uh, you know we we are just a brilliant country? We are. I don't know. Is it like that? We're simple. We're not simple, but it's we've a, a very rich 
history and culture, I think. Because we're an we're an, an old civilization. Yeah. Like someone I don't want to name him, but he was saying recently that America is like it's a, no, I'm not even gonna say it. <laughs> Probably cut that out. He said America's a bastard country because they're only three generations old. Oh. Right, so I'll go back. <laughs> like America say like that whole their history is three they're generations younger, old. They? They're a younger country. Whereas we have an older heritage, like, you know, we're, I think it was originally Moroccans came to Ireland, was it? Yeah, From I think North so. Africa. Yeah. And like, since then, we've just been kind of getting paler and more hunched over and yeah. talking to fairies and drinking ourselves to death. And it's I, great. I told you about my JFK links last week, so I'm going to give you, because you've mentioned North Africa, the theory is, Mark, that the Deweers, Deweer, which is darker people, mm. came from the African plains, right? Yeah. And then they, they, they were a big tribe, apparently. And then they got to Wicklow and they settled around West Wicklow. Mm. And then most of them decided, right, lads, we're off to Tipperary. And a stubborn few said, no, we're happy here. Mm. And I came from the stubborn few of Wicklow. Exactly. And then we moved down to Cranford and settled there for a good few years. And mm. then eventually moved to, when when you needed employment in the 1850s, moved into the town of Gorey. Like a lot of people in Gorey came from Cranford. Mm. And... Um, yeah, that's where he settled in. So that's that's my yeah, life that, story. That's very interesting. Yeah, it's fascinating now, just since you brought up the Moroccan link. Yeah, uh, Moroccan so, thing. yeah, I love that idea of being a stubborn people. Imagine, like, seeing all the rest and going, oh, let them on, let them on. <laughs> I know better. It's <laughs> yeah, sort of fine in Wicklow. Yeah, Bit of bogland here. More for us. <laughs> but that's that's where I went for my wee earlier today, and it was great, was um, Wicklow. Wicklow is a very old country. Yeah. There's old bridges and cottages and houses and stuff and you drive around and you see it all it, this it's time got character year, hasn't character it? yeah and this time of year is kind of dreary and you know it the, everything's wet and the leaves are coming off the trees but it's really that like it's that hardship and that <laughs> the misery is fucking oh, yeah. brilliant oh uh, yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> And of course, we are appealing to the majority of this is a great segue to uh, we are appealing to the majority of our listenership, Mark, because as you might know, 82.54% of Paper Chooses listeners are from Ireland. So there you have it. <laughs> <laughs> no Shocking. <laughs> but Mark, today I want to use this opportunity to give a shout out to the people that are tuned in in Italy, Israel, mm. Colombia, the six listeners that we've had in Denmark. Hello, Denmark. <laughs> New Zealand, eight people there. How are you getting on? Germany. Uh, hell, oh, Nipah. <laughs> Germany, Nipah. <laughs> tag. Yeah. done German in German and I forgot what to say to them. <laughs> the United Arab Emirates. Hello there. Canada. Lots of, or 47 of you in Canada. Hello there. Australia, 87 there. Good day, mate. Uh, I wonder is it like people imagine the estate agent that you met when <laughs> you were out in the farm imagine if he was tuning in oh Mark's out the right time <laughs> bloody japs <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, with the United Kingdom there sitting pretty with 92 people you haven't got rid of them yet Mark no, yeah. fair play to you <laughs> and then the United States in second place there we have 3.3% 3 3.03% of our <laughs> listeners come from the United States and we'd just like to give this opportunity to thank you with our utmost gratitude for hitting play on this episode 27 of Paper Chooses yeah that's class I did that break that was lovely <laughs> wasn't it mm. um, do you have a question I have a question question um if you could have one superpower, what would it be? 
Oh, Janie Mark, this brings back a flashback. Mm-hmm. So I went for an interview in AA Roadwatch and mm-hmm. they were asked, they were trying to give you questions in the interview that would ascertain whether you would be a good fit with presenters. Mm-hmm. Because when you're a Roadwatch presenter, there might be a little bit of banter after you give your traffic report. Yeah. So they have an awful issue with, oh, I don't know if I can reveal this on air, mm-hmm. but there's like, say the likes of Marty Whelan, mm-hmm. he would be uh, one that could just ask you about anything. Yeah. You know, so it's things like that that would crop up. So anyway, they asked me, first of all, what were you, what did you want to be when I was younger? Mm. And so I said, I think I wanted to be a radio presenter because I used to go around on the back of the lawnmower that my dad was driving and it was a right on lawnmower. And then I do, I pretend I was Southeast Radio and my father wouldn't be able, <laughs> my father wouldn't be able to hear me. But, but it was great. I used to do the jingles and all like, you know, so that was a roving radio, you know, on the lawnmower. And I was brilliant. only a few years at the time. Yeah. But then the next question mark was, was, what's what if you could have a superpower what would it be mm. and I gave a poor answer now for this mm. uh, so I'd like to have the superpower to do the everyday things like getting up early at the normal times and this type of thing it was a very uh, shoddy answer now you know because uh, I don't know it wasn't I, I when I said it I was like Janie no I, I, I haven't <laughs> met the mark there I've lost the geek with Marty Wheel <laughs> no Mommy <laughs> So now you can redeem yourself. Though. I can redeem myself now. Yeah, yeah. I I think it's as simple as flying. I think I'd love to fly. fly. Yeah, yeah. That would be. That's one thing we can't do, isn't it? Yeah. So people reckon ducks are the ultimate animal. Oh, right. Because they can swim, they can fly, mm. and they can walk. Wow. They can do all three. Yeah. Uh, if I could have any superpower, this isn't something I've thought about now, but I would. There's a part of me. That would like to be invisible. Ooh. Be able to turn invisible. Not for sexual reasons. <laughs> okay, I'll just get that out there. I would like to be invisible. To be like, right. if I was in school, I'd go into the staff room at lunch. Yeah. And listen to what the teachers are saying. Ooh. Stuff like that, you know. Right. Um, nowadays, if I could have a superpower, it would be to need less sleep. Ah, because you know I sleep a lot. Well, you need your eight hours. I need. I always get eight hours. I aim to get eight hours every mm. day, but it, it costs me a lot. Like, to get yeah, that. we think that. Yeah. yeah, it costs me evenings, or it costs me nighttime. Yeah. So if I could function off four, even five hours of sleep, I, and as a superpower, I'd be delighted. Very clever, Mark. Mm. And do you know? What I find fascinating is when you the more people you hear talk about it, when whether it's media or podcast or whatever, it just seems like even the successful people that have success, whether it's through acting or anything like that, they they need their sleep. You know, everyone yeah. needs these eight hours. It's it, mad, isn't it's it? It's so important and you don't realize it. Like you, yeah, you, like, you think you'll bypass on it and mm, you'll do fine on the six, but like, you know, you're you're just cutting corners. It's really. a completely different day. And, you know, you hear all these Americans on their motivational videos. You don't have time to sleep. You haven't won the Olympics yet. And it's like, I'm not even in the Olympics. <laughs> but, like, you need it. Like, you need it. Yeah. It's so... You spend a third of your life asleep. Yeah. That's... There's 24 hours in a day. Eight hours is what you need. Mm. And that's... They know that absolutely now. It sort of varies on age groups and stuff. But eight to nine is what everybody can yeah. do with, like... And it has all these different functions. It affects your mood, but it can also affect the way your life goes, I think, because you need that time of sleep because they reckon it actually helps you to forget. 
and to forget what you process what happened during that day. I just hit the mic a slap. Sorry, Robbie. <laughs> you process what happened that day previously when you're asleep in your brain subconsciously and it's and then you work through what happened and then you don't need to think about it the next day. Whereas if you haven't got enough sleep, you're going to have to work through it the next day. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I and do. And that, that, that crosses over and it comes with you and you're, you're not as clear and you're worrying about stuff in the past. Like I can say now that I always, I actually did the swoop thing. That's why I love it. It's because of the sleep. But I don't think much about yesterday at all. Yeah. At all. Like uh, now I do, like obviously I do, I don't meditate as much as you, but I yeah. do a small bit and I find there's no um, rumination in my life when I get enough yeah. sleep. Which is an interesting thought. And it's again, it's not really provable. It's no. more of a psycholo- psychological But it's theory. an experience. It's That's an experience, what yeah. makes it fascinating. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Which is why I don't get up as early in the morning anymore either. I generally go to bed at like nine. I know that sounds awful to most people. And it is like, it's not fun. Mm. I, I make myself do it. Well, I go to sleep at nine, I wake up at seven. You have a terrific strength, Mark, and it's one of your greatest characteristics in the fact that you were able to switch the phone on either airplane, airplane mm. mode or uh, silent at like half nine. Yeah, some would call that psychotic or uh, narcissistic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sleep now, fuck everyone else. That is, that is what it is. And sometimes you need to do that because if you're not at your best, then you're not much used to other people. Hmm. Well, it's not. You're more used to other people if you're at your best. Yeah. So then, yeah, if there's an emergency, I live in a house of seven or eight people, someone else can deal with it. Someone else land her phone. Yeah. Yeah. It, it sounds awful but so like, that's the whole thing with Tim Ferriss he says ah, emergencies don't happen when you have uh, only a four hour work week you know like you know, you're, the idea is that you know things that are considered emergencies aren't actually emergencies yeah, yeah exactly. but actually on a related topic have you noticed I maybe it's just in the office environment but mm. people have a thing with saying urgent urgent yeah, yeah that's an office thing actually no no that's, that's a people thing maybe it, it's a people thing it's just that like uh, urgent is a very overused word I'm sure very is actually overused as well so that's a bit of a contradiction but regardless um, like it just seems like you cannot tell if something is urgent if you use the word urgent yeah uh, exactly yeah. yeah urgent means not urgent yeah. <laughs> that is yeah I remember my emails god god I hate it and there's no way I'd rather chew nails for eight hours a day than work in an office again but like everything was urgent urgent Mark can you do this that and it's like no I can't really do it I'd have to ask someone else how to do it I remember this is going to make me even more unemployable than I already am because of this podcast. But I went, I worked for a year in an office doing purchasing. Mm. When I finished that job, I still didn't know what an invoice was. <laughs> and in my last week of work, I said, I had handed in my notice and it was my last week of work. I watched the UK office for two weeks straight. I finished the UK office in two weeks the day I handed in my notice. So I, my two week notice was spent watching the UK office. You know, that's how I haven't given the name of the company here. But I'm saying this just, just in case. Could but be anywhere, Mark. For the last week, I knew how to process invoices, but I wasn't sure exactly what they were even right. after a year. So I just started throwing them in the bin after I printed them off. <laughs> <laughs> My manager eventually like get caught up that it was like a week and no invoices had been processed. He came over to my desk and was like, what's going on with the invoices? And he seen that my bin was just full of invoices. <laughs> what did you say? I was just like, I didn't really say anything. It's going to do fire me. Like, I was just like, yeah, sorry. 
<laughs> he was like all flustered and angry and he didn't give out to me he was like more ooh, like boiling inside and it kind of gave me a bit of satisfaction because I didn't really like him so yeah Jeez. yeah so there we go um, that's the office environment yeah um, if you would like my CV yeah. <laughs> <laughs> email mark at papertuesdays.com <laughs> Here, Mark, smiling makes you run faster. It mm. comes from the Ulster Herald columnist. Were you surprised when you saw this article? Mm. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. I don't smile much when I'm running. No, no I'm one does. And, you know, like a lot of people say, oh, I wouldn't run. Sure, you know, I see runners out in the road and they're never smiling. Sure, Jenny, who would want to do that then if their own, <laughs> no one enjoys it? Well, yeah. do you know what, Mark? I have to contradict this trend because last Saturday I was listening. You know, I have a thing for Neil Diamond. Yeah. And he has some really uplifting music, including Brother Love's Traveling Salvation Show. And it just has rises and peaks. And, you know, it's like, and, uh, and quiet and the room stood still. And then talking fast and slow. And then the whole world she gets. Love, Brother Love's, Brother Love's Traveling Salvation Show. Da 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 da. Nick heard that. <laughs> <laughs> that is a whole new level of the podcast from Mick Halpin. <laughs> oh my gosh. So yeah, basically I love Neil Diamond. And, and, and like Neil made you smile when you were running. Oh as well. yeah. Yeah, you were smiling. You hear the whole, you know, everything comes alive. Mm. And Solomon is a great, another great one of his. I'll have to learn these off and sing them to you, Mark. But um, yeah, I, I was smiling. Yeah. Mm. I dance a bit, not during running, but like uh, I train here in my garage now doing weightlifts and stuff. Yeah. But I find like I never I'd always want to dance to the music when I'm in like the commercial gyms. But now I can dance in between sets and ah. hear good to the music because you know yeah. you're releasing all these endorphins, you feel good, and you can yeah. have a little boogie or you sing along and pretend I'm like Shakira or whatever, whoever I'm listening to. <laughs> <laughs> and so this comes from a study there where um it comes from Eliud Kipchogs, whose name I'm definitely pronouncing wrong, he had a breaking two marathon effort and his smiles were a deliberate tactic to relax and work through the escalating pain. But did it make a difference? So they had a study there and they discovered that if you adopt the the technique, you have to really go for it. It has to be a real smile or what's known as a Duchenne smile, which involves symmetrical activation of the zygomaticus major and activation of the obicolorus. If you sound things, if you just pronounce them with a bit of, uh, you know, conviction, it'll work out. Uh, Oculi muscles, Mark. In layman's terms, that means smiling with the eyes and Mm. cheeks as well as the mouth, which is what the volunteers were instructed to do. So then apparently uh, the idea may can improve running economy simply by smiling and the most likely explanation is that smiling primes a more relaxed emotional state in turn reducing the sympathetic nervous system activity which Mm. can influence the heart rate and muscle muscle tension allowing you to run more efficiently so um, it's a fun thing to Mm. do anyway yeah it's interesting and the, the science there seems to make sense yeah yeah so there you have it. Yeah. I can't say I'll give it a go. I could try to give it a go, but then, like, you know, I'd be like... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you can't see the face I just made. <laughs> it wasn't pretty. Yeah. Speaking of... Yeah. Another reason why I'm glad um, that this podcast isn't recorded, because uh, for the first time in a good few weeks, I am wearing a shumper. Ah, yes. Yeah. The shumper. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it feels great. a little bit weird when you draw attention to it. It's like I'm just... I'm in an absurd environment, you know. The buttons are interesting on this one. Yeah, yeah, I never really figured out why there are buttons on the side of it, but like, you know, it just, it, it fits its purpose, you know, it keeps me warm in the office, so yeah. that's its purpose. I'm, I'm living kind of a contradiction with my dress here today. I'm wearing a 
Barcelona tracksuit bottoms and a Real Madrid hoodie. Yeah. So um, you're some, embracing some, it. Some, some, some sort of fraud or something. <laughs> <going> there, but... <laughs> have you a question for me? Uh, I do. I have one more question. I think. Let's have a look here. Oh, uh, what is your favorite fairy tale? That's a good question, Mark. Mm. Um, I don't think I've read a lot of them. Actually, like, Cheney, mm, Mark. I think the first one that came to mind was Hansel and Gretel. I don't know oh, why. Yeah, that was what like came to me too. Hansel yeah. and Gretel. I like that one. It sort of had everything of the classic fairy tale, didn't it? Do you know, I was at a, on a related topic, Mark, I was at a, there was a war game played um, at a recent party there a few weeks ago. Mm. And um, it was the concept of it was everyone had to say what everyone would think it was herd mentality yeah. and uh, did you know that James and the Giant Peach was the most popular answer to Roald Dahl's books I would never think of that as the really? first one yeah no, no Charlie and the Chocolate Factory Charlie is the, a straightforward one what else Roald Dahl was the witches the witches yeah um, BFG BFG that was my favourite really I loved it loved yeah. it yeah yeah that we read yeah. that in primary school I think what else did Roald Dahl write um, did he write Oh, he wrote one about... There was a dog, wasn't there? Was there? A dog. Like a scruffy looking dog. Roald Dahl. There was one about cooking in a kitchen and it was... Oh, oh Roald Dahl was great. Though. It was, I yeah. Yeah, vivid. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it really was. Like, that's... Yeah. That's our uh, Peppa Pig. Yeah. I suppose, speaking of um, literary figures, um, it's time to have a listen to... There is a snake in the grass. In the Irish soccer team. Snake in the grass, a mole, if you will. These moles are an absolute disgrace, being offended by one minute of footage, which was partly political, criticising the English. That didn't seem to bother the English lads coming over here, kicking the shit out of us for 800 years. No, the, the, the manager has to use whatever tools are at disposal. If he feels he needs to show something like that, then fair play to him. Go for it. Do it. I've done things like that in his time in the work. I've done worse things. There we go. I will say I've done worse things. And there's talk of Stephen Kenny losing a job over, uh, over showing a little video criticising the English. They brought it on themselves. Nobody asked you to come over here. Actually, no, sorry, they did. Dermot McMurray did. That's a different story. Nobody asked you to stay for as long as we wanted you or you wanted to stay. But the players, in my mind, are a disgrace. They're going out to play for Ireland. Any man that's the Irish player that's offended by criticism to England, they need to have a long, hard look at themselves. I mean, it's the Irish soccer team. You take every chance you get to put the English down. It's not like the rugby with the United Nations 15. You get the chance, you go out, you play for Ireland, you shouldn't be offended by bad words against England. Like, are these guys even Irish at all? I'd rather, I'd much rather 11 bad, really bad Irish players than a couple of lads and a handful and a scattering thrown in from England who can play football. I'd rather a shit team that are all Irish and are going to give 110% and are going to go through walls for us rather than a couple of lads there thrown in from England who get a little bit offended. It's outrageous. Do me a favour. <laughs> wow. Mark, we were we were riding with it. You know, we were going with the flood and we were, you know, we were. it's like when you release yourself to the world and you just go with it. <laughs> and now I feel like we're in the air and we don't know what way we're going. Yeah. We're, 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 there's a piece of rushes <clears throat> up our backside and yeah. 
I think we need to let the flood retreat a bit. Yeah, uh, there is. Look, UN fifteen. What was going on there? I don't know. Look, I have no <laughs> idea what happened there. <laughs> Absolutely none. Um, look, he's right in the sense that look, GA speeches have been a lot worse than that. Like Sean, yeah, nineteen sixteen or whatever the fuck it was. But yeah, the people were wrong to leave that from the camp. Or like, why? Yeah. Why? Like, who? Why? Cares? What's who going cares? to benefit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A storm in a fucking teacup, like, um, yeah. But I think James is half right that we already do have eleven shit players playing for us. <laughs> ah, Mark. I know what I'm joking. <laughs> um, but, ah, but Mark, Jenny. <laughs> I don't know. We need a meeting with Flood. Yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see this Mick McCarthy wouldn't have had this problem yeah he was still in charge bring back only. Mick bring back Mick McCarthy he was pushed out by lads like James that's it the you conglomerate <laughs> <laughs> but yeah look it's it's ridiculous there's definitely worse things happening in the world than a 30 second history lesson on yeah in a dressing room you wanted to bring up our school days and it's actually a good point because you actually did mock teams uh, where you combined <laughs> teachers, uh, younger students. There was one even, I think, uh, one Wicked Chicken was... <laughs> Wicked Chicken, I went to try research who this man was and it was, this name was given to me by Liuli and I never met the Wicked Chicken but apparently the Wicked Chicken was a man who walked up and down the rock road and shouted abuse at cars going past <laughs> and Liuli used to get in arguments with him. He used to tell me and Philly about the Wicked Chicken. So I went and I texted Lee and I go, who, do you remember who the Wicked Chicken was? And he goes, no, not really. And I go, I go find out, will you? And he goes, yeah, leave it with me. Still went no word back from me, sit out in the field. But uh, yeah, the, the Wicked Chicken was part of these teams. Uh, who else was on them? Our various ag teachers. science teachers. Yeah, ag science teachers, good clue there, yeah. 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 Um, uh, part of the school days then, I was thinking back, this is what I wanted to bring up, was sort of, you know, the, the old Tesco canteen, the lunches we used yeah. to get there. And, you know, you I get, wonder, did every town have a, an old Tesco canteen? Wouldn't you love to know? You would. Like, like we got a dinner for two euro and ten cent. But Jesus, like, what were we eating? What were we eating? What was that stuff? Yeah. There you get, you know what, you get a choice. I used to think I used to get the sausages, beans and chips. Yeah. You'd be in, was it nuggets and curry you got? Nuggets, curry, chips. I suppose I would have been tempted by the curry, all right, yeah. But you know, Mark, mm. what I loved was, I remember there was an Ash Wednesday or something and I got the fish mm. and there would never normally be fish. Mm. And they were so surprised that someone had actually taken the fish that they gave it to me for free. Did they? Yeah. Well, that was probably like from last year's Ash Wednesday. <laughs> Last year's. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fair play to you. You're a brave man, good man yourself. <laughs> that was great. Like, remember the under 14 hurling matches are in the school yeah. and we go back and we get yeah. our fish and chips. Actually, we uh, spoke about this. Was it on the Patreon pod or was it on the actual podcast how we met? I think it was the actual pod, but Did we? yeah. Under 14 hurling matches. Under yeah. 14 hurling, yeah. But we were uh, both not exactly um, what you would call, what would you call it? Uh, being scouted by the county team <laughs> at that age. Um, so we were sort of moved out of the way. Uh, like we were corner forward, corner backs. Yes. But then, yeah. like, you know, this is where these these conversations started to happen yeah. because the ball wasn't coming to us. So, like, we had to kill the hour some way. Well, yeah, yeah. But you you had the upper hand. Let's, let's be frank oh, about it. Though. Yeah. yeah. And it, it made it... Uh, it was a, a brilliant... Uh, well, I loved our matches, yeah, together. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It was great. But... 
Yeah. Why I wanted to bring that up. All right. Was that wasn't the first time we met. Oh. Community school wasn't the first time we met. Fake. Do you know this? No. Do you remember being on holiday in Clonakilty? Yeah. When you were about nine or ten years old? Yeah. We were walking into a pub, my family, to get dinner, I think. And you and your father walked past on that side, of the, on the same side of the road. And our father said hello to each other. And he goes, that's a, a Dwyer, or that's Pat Podge Dwyer from Gory. And his son, what he, his son, he's about your age, didn't know your name. But uh, I, I was like, oh yeah, fair enough. And not, not more said about it. And I remember that. I remember that. No Meeting way. You. Yeah, I do. I do. I remember him saying it because my dad saw brought it up again when we started hanging around together. He's like, good remember me. I never said it to you. No. Have, I, have I not said this to you? No, yeah. it's the first time. Because it's, never... it's not really something that would be, you know, why would I say it? Or it's not something I would think of often. Yeah. But I just thought about it there. Uh, That's great today. to know. Yeah, we met. Ask your dad, does he remember it? Well, yeah. Clonacil- you do remember being I remember being in Clonacilty. I remember the Blackboarding place. The, the, the yes. Bush. yes uh, we yeah. were in the lighthouse down there. Hook. Was it Hookhead or one of them? Oh, the Not lighthouse Hook. near Clonacilty. I'd say you went to Kinsale Lighthouse. Probably. Old yeah. Head. Yeah. It was, my, probably, I don't think it was actually in Clonacilty itself. Yeah. But. Yeah, yeah we, met, we met there. That's our parents, mad. Parents said hello to each other. Unbelievable. Yeah, so yeah. there you go. A seed blossomed there. That's <laughs> brilliant. One uh, day a podcast to come from Clonacilty. There we but. go. <laughs> uh, school as well. Your mentors in first year, do you remember? Um, Quaylon Kelly. Um, Sarah Jane Mangan, who was a family friend, or is a family friend. And there was another one, Kira. I can't remember her surname. There you are now. Who do you, do you remember your mentors? G something started with G. I remember him, and no, I don't remember the other one. There was two of them, but they were never there. We had a oh, GM, and he didn't really care too much for <laughs> stuff. I was a mentor. With, yeah, yeah. Go on. Yeah. What, what was that like? Or do you um, know? Do you remember any of your? I do. I do. Yeah. Pupils? Yeah. I probably didn't do. I don't know. I probably could have done more with them. It's an it's an interesting role. Like I'm sure a lot of schools had it where you had fifth year help in the first year along the way. Mm. Um, I don't know. I think people like yourself would have been better matters than myself because like you need to have a bit of crack. And I probably wasn't the more. I was more like you know school is great, full of opportunities, and go and seize them. You know, but like mm. that doesn't. Em, that doesn't that. strike the tone of a first year yeah no no but see I probably wouldn't have been much used to in fifth year God only knows like I spent more time in the hallways than in classrooms like <laughs> I'd say I would have to meet them somewhere in the hallway like, that's Mark he lives in the hallways that's the hallway man. <laughs> I might as well have been a caretaker from, my time, from TY onwards <laughs> Oh gosh, Jenny, yeah, yeah. Here, will I give you an article? Um, what yeah. else have I got here for you? Uh, yeah, Mark, making gender neutral emojis is more complicated than you think. Now, this comes from wired.co.uk, mm. and basically, 
it's been difficult really for emojis to be gender neutral because a lot of stereotypes abound when it comes to doctors, policemen, office workers. But now they're improving things and they have um, have gender inclusive characters and especially clever little changes were at Google, the gender inclusive vampire emoji as well as the office worker were freed from their collared shirts. Mm-hmm. So that was one way to make it gender neutral. And then we have a, a quote here. The concept of male and female don't stand still. And yet we've all collectively agreed that a person with a skirt means woman when you walk into the bathroom. Women don't we all wear skirts, but we understand that as an abstract concept. So what we wanted to do was to have abstract concepts to create characters that exist between the binaries. Jamie, there's a lot going on there. Most stuff that is gendered is gendered feminine because stuff is male by default. Hmm. Um, so as the emoji keyboard continues to expand alongside ever-changing expressions of gender fluidity, emoji designers will have to keep up with how people are using their designs. The more detail there is, the harder it is to identify with it because those details are the exclusion of other details. When you include one thing, you intentionally or unintentionally exclude something else. <sighs> There's a lot going on there with emojis. There's a lot going on there in general. Um, <laughs> look, it's something I don't understand but I'm not saying, you know, they're wrong. I'm mm. right. It's uh, merely a fact that I haven't exposed to it in mm. my life. I don't know anybody who's gender fluid. I don't know any transgender people. And that's not because I've tried to not know any. Like, mm. there just aren't any in my immediate circle or family that I know of. And so I'm completely ignorant to all of this. Yeah. I don't understand it. And it's just confusing. So I don't engage with it because it's just way above my head. Yeah. Not to say... I don't care, but like I don't have any involvement in trans gender and gender fluidity and things like that. But it does seem to be the way things are going. It does, yeah. Doesn't yeah. it? Like it doesn't seem to be slowing down this whole movement. No. Like LGBTBA is like get, it this gets longer and where does it become when do we get to the point where it's just like this is what people are now, people can be anything. Yeah. It's cliche, Mark, but like when I think of gender fluidity and all, it's it's an easy thing to say. But like, if we treat people just as human, whether regardless of whatever mm. tag we have or whatever background we have, well, then the world will be a better place. Mm. And I know these movements are. Well, I don't know if it's these movements specifically, but like in the broader context of you know, um, striving for equality, mm. um, I th- I think we need to be conscious of that. You know that that, that we are pursue- seeking. an ideal world where you know we can pursue the best of outcomes while um respecting one another yeah you know um we're not going to solve it on this podcast but Mm. it's 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 the the need is always there it's a at the moment anyway you know things are going to constantly crop up that um that will demand us to reflect on this conversation again and again i think yeah it's not going away and i don't think it's going to ever come to a full stop really but it does seem that hard and fast definitions of anything are becoming rare yes on the patreon pod that we discussed we discussed we picked up the our, our, uh, the discussion again on um, authority mm. and as authority has fallen so too has our conceptions are are boundaries boundaries. are dissolving everywhere i think in society yeah you know 
true like you know <clears throat> how accessible it is to go to a country visit another country travel i know not at the minute but yeah like in general before covid and after covid mm. you can i can fly from here to london in an hour mm. i could decide in one morning that i want to be in london this afternoon and i can without yeah. booking it and um, like i can can study whatever i want women can study whatever they want yeah um anyone can vote about anything they want and this is this is all within the past hundred years and it's not slowing down it seems that society is speeding up yeah and it's 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 not going to come to a, a halt like i think we do all need to get with the program to an extent yeah that this kind of related last night mark mm. i uh taught my grandparents well specifically my granny how to use a tablet Really? Yeah. And, you know, when you describe there about progress and all, mm. a few times the granny asked, how do you know about how to do all this? Mm. And normally we just say, oh, sure, I'm young or whatever. Yeah. But when you think about it, Mark, mm. we're coming at a stage where I, the first thing I had was a flip phone. So it was text mm. and you could search the Internet, but it was very slow on Oprah, you know, those v- browsers or whatever. Yeah. Uh, now then bit by bit it was Facebook then Twitter maybe then Viber then you know so we've just accumulated a wealth of a digital presence or Mm. a digital knowledge and just you know an everyday knowledge it's not um, I don't know maybe knowledge isn't the right word understanding or whatever it is it's uh, an ingraining of it into us yes yeah it's not it's it's not a conscious thing that we're trying to understand Yeah. yeah so for years my granny has just because it seems like it's all out there or whatever she's probably just ignored it and i've because of the pandemic partly but also because she's a woman that will love getting photos and that type of thing Mm. that she's willing now to you know take notes and um understand um the the, how to use the tablet as such Mm. but like can you imagine how foreign the thought of her ever doing that will be when she was a child yeah using this tablet yeah I know, like, I don't want to, uh, we both have the same view that we don't want to bring our families into it too much, but she's mm. a woman that, like, in her, in her lifetime, she has seen unbelievable change. I mean, mm. her, she remembers her aunt, ta- her aunt took, went to America and then came back. Mm. But when she got the train from Dublin, mm. she stopped a- around, um, it was some Kildare town. Mm. And she thought when the train stopped in that Kildare town that she was in America. Mm. not knowing that she had a huge journey ahead yeah so like the whole concept of place and like it's mad it is mad had i gone to australia uh that was the end of me i might as well have been dead isn't that what he's called irish funerals because when someone was going to australia or america that was it you you weren't going to see him again you weren't going to see you might get a photo of them if, when they died or you get a yeah. home in the post, but you know, it's not streets of New York. Like that's yeah. the, the progression of it. Well, I love though, we have the progression and these people, I, I think my, our ancestors are like, they lead progression, whether it's their, their mind in a, a field or something, you know, it's their growth in economic terms or their growth and understanding and going with the world in progress that has, leads to us today, mm. you know, like, uh, um, and when you think of all the stories of the humanity, you know, like people, uncles from America sending back money and sending it in code, like where the Irish 
um, mother would ha- would put a mark under the date or something to show that that they had received the money because he didn't want the rest of his family knowing that he was sending mo- mo- wages home to Ireland. Mm. You know, the, when you get a sense of that human experience and how life was harder, mm. it, it um, it's mad. Yeah. Yeah, we, we complain a lot uh, nowadays about how hard life is, but like life's always been hard. Yeah. And then we might, no, it's not to say that life isn't hard for uh, people today. And yeah. We, don't, we all have our own problems and worries, but like we te- we do seem to have a kind of a, <clears throat> a nostalgic longing for simpler times. <clears throat> but if, you know what I mean? Like, you're like, oh, I love, you know, there was no technology and we're all just in yeah. the house together and not worrying about this or that, but like you were also cooking shit food over a uh, fire. You didn't have like, you didn't yeah. have a dishwasher. Yeah. You didn't have like a proper shower. You might ba- yeah. wash yourself once a week. You were ill-educated. Yeah. You couldn't read maybe. Maybe your job was to, you know, go pick stones all day or build yeah, these yeah, walls yeah, and yeah. fields. Like, and then you go home, you have no natural lighting. You're freezing cold in these huts and cottages. Whereas now we have none of those worries. Yeah. And I think that's a perspective that we don't really think about too much. Yeah. And no matter how bad the nine to five is, we have freedom in the evening or like just using nine to five is cliche. We have freedom in the evening to draw on whatever we can. Like even this podcast is an example of it. You know, mm. we finished our working day mm. and we're doing something we love yeah. and it's just priceless. Yeah. And it, it, it's, it's living proof that, you know, you, you can keep pressing forward um i know that's a cliche but it's yeah that's the messiness of life there that we've just examined there in the last few minutes mm, no yeah. better time for me to stand up and take a slash yes and you think of or sorry no no um check out the letters to the editor there there's a few oh, there I'll on the floor the yeah, yeah, yeah thanks so this comes in from a female who has recently separated from her long-term partner oh uh, i presume partner means they're not married but um mm. They have a dog oh, who they got together yeah. while they're in the relationship. Uh, they It's a long-term relationship. She mm. says here that they've had the dog for four years. The two of them have lived with the dog. And now they are arguing over who gets the dog. So right. what do we think? Okay. I think a lot of it is going to come down to who fed the dog the most, I think. Yeah. And who walked it. Yeah. So if, right, we'll go with that as the first option. Then mm. I think, Mark, if they say that they did equal amounts of maintenance for mm. the dog, then I think this is going to end up in Gory District Court. <laughs> There's no other way about There's it. There's really. no other way, yeah. Gory no. District Court. And I, and I don't think it's, um, you know, I think we've discussed it before that dogs have taken a, a human life like capacity. Mm. And I don't think it, w- it is beyond the. I'm sure there have been court cases across the world, but I'm not. Sh- I d- I think we will see the stage where dogs feature in these separation cases. Yeah, yeah, so, that's yeah. that's the only way through it, isn't it? Yeah. If they both reckon they, we normally don't have hard and fast <coughs> answers here, but um, yeah, I I'm I'm putting my neck on the line for that one there. Yeah, gold eagle. Gold eagle, yeah. <laughs> would you like a horoscope, back? I would. I'd love a horoscope. Oh, okay, yeah, let please. me think now. Yes, of course, the Leo. Hmm. Um, be careful when you're eating rashers this week, as they may reach their sell-by date. 
you should be conscious that when you go through the third house of uh, your um, stars that there may be a collision with Venus on the way when the new moon reaches its final quarter. Um, but don't fear. Look, the important thing is to lie low and remember that if your coffee has a bit too much of a brownie hue off the top of it mm. that you should really consider your big life choices and uh, yeah and the new moon is going to come as well and that's going to cause a lot of change in your life really Mark so you just need to look forward to the Mercury retrograde and when that comes then just be ready and be willing to act and you may need to buy a new toilet roll <laughs> okay <laughs> okay Thank you. There was a lot there, no Max. There's a so, lot. Yeah. Rashers, toilet roll. Yeah. Uh, my coffee. Yeah. Retrograde. So I might write yeah. those down. <laughs> um. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. Uh, text from Connor Moore just came in there. Oh, wow. So I okay. His, uh, Maybe company. that's a sign from the stars. Yeah. His new company, Sticks and Clicks. We might as well give him an ad while we're talking here. Uh, yeah. Sure, if you're having a wedding or... Uh, a funeral anytime soon. <laughs> funeral, oh my gosh. <laughs> Bunch of the drums at the funeral. That would be good, wouldn't it? As you're being lowered down. <laughs> I can feel it. <laughs> That's the only song for it as well, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. If, if that was the case, I'd want Colour Moore to dress in the gorilla costume. You know, the, the, yeah, from the yeah. Cadbury ad. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so there's an idea for you, Connor, for sticksandclicks.ie to offer an exclusive service there of dressing up as a gorilla or whatever it is yeah. now, speaking of gorillas you want to discuss the zoo the zoo is um, looking for handouts yeah <laughs> <laughs> this is another case of Instagram getting under my skin ooh the same people who would share the shite about zoos being awful are the same people <laughs> looking for funding for Dublin Zoo right okay there's a dichotomy there I don't like ooh. I'm not of a strong opinion either way Mm. Hence why I don't share any of it. <laughs> Gosh, you are in the minority there, man. Jamie, <laughs> man. I have an opinion on everything. <laughs> Whether they contradict each other or not, I will support it because it looks good. <laughs> right. No, but I, honestly, I, I, geez, you can't close down Dublin Zoo. No, like, no, it's, no, it's no, a no, landmark. No, Every no, country no. needs a zoo. Yeah. Like, geez, we can't have Cork having photos as our zoo. Like. <laughs> Corks, Texas. <laughs> but, you know, some things are going to... I, I like the fact that, you know, give them a shout out, Mark. I used to work there. Cure Mini Farm. <laughs> they could you be know, They're not... Yeah, yeah. They they haven't been looking for... They, no one has been yeah. on Instagram looking to say, oh, don't eat to Cure Mini Farm. They have their Santa experience and they have a brilliant um, COVID-19 socially distant plan. Ooh. And they're, they're actually... Their limited availability because they went online booking there recently. So yeah. fair play to Cure Mini Farm. And yeah. I'm sure there are other mini farms dotted around our country, our great country. And they are willing to take up the mantle and say, Dublin Zoo will match you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? <laughs> what about you? <laughs> we will have contrast between the lines and maybe a few swans and ducks. <laughs> and, <laughs> and a rabbit. <laughs> a rabbit, yeah. Uh, TikTok farm we should give a mention to too there another oh TikTok yes yes let's be equal yeah yeah, yeah. equal (laughs) opportunities podcast Uh, but you know what we got sponsored there'd be no equal opportunities (laughs) 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 (
TikTok with you. <laughs> TikTok. I um, know we're having a lot of fun here, but uh, and I'm conscious that it's an hour and fifteen minutes. But uh, TikTok has grown its employment force from twenty people in Dublin mm. to one thousand and a hundred. Imagine being the HR manager. Oh, this, I managed to play with this twenty here now, and then I thought, oh, Jenny, back. Oh, oh, Jenny, equality. I don't know. I don't know. I'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> You'd have some shock, wouldn't you? Yeah. This is the app, not the fa- mini farm in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still not on TikTok. I won't go there. I waste enough time on my phone already. Yeah. So I can't. I can't do TikTok. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Sorry. No, Paper Tuesdays won't have a TikTok. Yeah. Unless Robbie wants maybe, to run it. Or maybe one day. Yeah. 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 Like, jeez, yeah. I can't imagine us doing TikToks and all them dancing. Ah, uh, sure. Jeannie Mac, I think we'd enjoy it. If we knew that we could draw, grow our audience in Russia and United Arab Emirates, I think we'd do anything for that. Is it banned in America? I can't be banned in America still. Wasn't Trump going to ban TikTok? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, he never yeah. Came I think about. that died off, yeah. And what about the wall? Was that ever built? I don't think so. No. He kind of died off at the wall. It was more about... <laughs> I don't know. It was... It was I, he, he just... Wasn't he great, though, the way... Uh, like, he got 70 million people to say, no, do you know what? He's still sound. Yeah. Keep him for four years. As uh, Bree Brown would say, he's an ideas man. He's an ideas man. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great one. That's Nothing a great back it up. Yeah. Um, are we embracing this, Mark? What? I feel like we're staying up past nine o'clock at midnight. Oh, yeah, it's an hour and seventeen now. minutes, and we're like, Whoa. It's eighteen minutes past nine. On oh, Friday this night. is wild. You look for another idea there, Mark. Uh, Christmas plays. Oh, Mark! Actually, now you bring that up, so I, <laughs> I, I've taken a day all right, and I'm now becoming like very <laughs> yeah, yeah. flamboyant. Hydrated to the gills, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, Mark, I actually. Became quite renowned in Ballygarrett National School um, among the parents for my appearance in the Christmas play in Senior Infants mm-hmm. when I had a big. My role was an innkeeper, and I kept saying, "Go round the back, go <laughs> round the back," and I said it with such vigor that you know the parents got a kick out of it. And eventually, I I had repeated my message so many times to Joseph and Mary that I had these two A three placards that said. Go round the back. <laughs> so, uh, so I got best supporting actor in that one. Mark. Um, how? How? Do, what are your memories of Christmas plays? I remember playing Tony Bear in The Wizard of Oz, Ooh. which was a play on Tony Blair. <laughs> and I was a bear. I can't remember what my lines were or anything like that, but uh, I was also uh, one of the Boomtown Rats Ooh. in the Thing with the Pied Piper. What's that? The man with the you know, he played the whistle um, and the rats followed him or something. Yeah, what was that again? Was it the white paper? Just yeah, yeah, yeah right, right, right. We'll say that. Yeah. yeah. Other than that, I can't remember. I don't know who I was in Nativity. I think I was one of the wise men in Nativity. Yeah. yeah. This might be a good time. I wonder what Robbie done. What were they were doing down in Muckridge? I wonder what he was doing. Yeah. More of a Muslim tradition now. <laughs> If they could get out of the field to get to the Christmas play, of course. <laughs> Tonight's Christmas play has been cancelled as half the cast is stuck in a field. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I love the Christmas plays. Did your teacher write your Christmas play or did she get them off the... Oh, that's a great question. I never I never challenged her on that, actually. Yeah, no. Our principal wrote the plays. Oh, They're very good, actually. He was good at it. Yeah. 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 Um, oh. That's something... A lot of schools around the country... Um, Get a great kick and satisfaction, and like their Christmas plays can go on as long as podcasts. They can go on for three hours. Yeah, yeah, you know? they're great. And you get out of school to practice them, and you get down to the hall yeah. and run around oh. and shouting on the yeah, stage. And yeah. oh, it's some crack. <laughs> oh, it's, it's some crack. Yeah, but like that's kind of uh, taken away now because of the old COVID. So I mm. hope, and I've been saying lobbying hard to any primary school teacher that I meet, have an online one. 
You know, go over oh, and chew it. Yeah, why not? Have them tune in. Have okay. the parents tune in or whatever. I don't know how with Zoom or whatever. And get them get them to enjoy that acting experience, you know. But would they have all the chaps on the one camera then and then all the parents watching, is it? Or would yeah, you have, that's you couldn't have each student like, come in, Joseph and Mary, and then the Zoom picture changes. Hello, innkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> we come bearing frankincense, myrrh. <laughs> Oh, we used to have songs and all in our Christmas plays that yeah. the teacher would write. Frankincense, myrrh, and gold. <laughs> and what else was that? Una Meyer Hundorf gave a lovely rendition of Somewhere Over the Rainbow in oh. our uh, Christmas play. How sweet. Accompanied by the principal playing his violin. Oh. It was lovely. Yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> Christmas plays. Courtesy of Favourite Shoes. <laughs> <laughs> That was actually our, you know, uh, my, our, my introduction to the world of show business. Ah, yes, how we ended yeah, up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> showmanship. If you'd like your Christmas play to be presented, you can call on Paper Tuesdays. Email mark at papertuesdays.com, the artistic director. Yeah, and that just reminded me there when I mentioned showmanship is <clears throat> we used to have, I may show you the videos of these right. someday, but we used to have New Year's Eve parties in my house. <clears throat> because right. we were all of like around the same age we were young we were children Niall Empenstall used to come too because mm. <clears throat> his brothers were older and like they were you know it wasn't the same vibe as we are all of us young children in the house here mm. so he used to come up and we used to have New Year's Eve parties in my house and my father was a wizard on the, the camcorder oh. so we have all these videos <laughs> and I used to get terribly excited like I loved really? it loved being the centre of attention loved it and like we'd play uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire we would have uh, fake rock bands we would have a fireworks show where I would just throw loads of pieces of paper in the air and go boom <laughs> I would like jump off the counter and I'd do twirls and there was there's one video that only a select amount of people were ever going to see I oh, won't right. let you watch it oh wow we have uh, I get my lad out <laughs> I'm up on stage and I'm dancing we're all dancing we have, well the stage is like three chairs lined in a row so we get up and dance and Niall we all go up and dance to this song I think it's uh, We Will Rock You right and Niall, show, Niall moons the camera yeah at one stage so I get up and I'm not going how old to be, are you I'm, I'm probably four five <laughs> so Niall is probably like nine ten Brennan had been up before him and Michael but right. uh, I wasn't having none of this no way was Niall going to show me up okay no way okay. so I got up <laughs> And I pushed Niall off the chairs. And I got onto the chairs. I turned around. I dropped trout around my ankles. Showed my arse. I turned around and showed my lad to the camera. And I waved it around like a helicopter. <laughs> a big film of it laughing at me. So that. That's kept in the safe. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Oh uh, we've loads of videos like that. We don't have every New Year's, but that particular one, I remember. I was going to be bested. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. So there you go. That's, what a way to just bring this podcast higher and higher. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah. If you have any memories of Mark exposing himself, <laughs> email mark at paperjuices.com. He'll delete the email before we yeah. get to read it. <laughs> Um, um, what, yeah, well, I think we, I don't. Can we go much higher than that? Can we? No, I don't think we could talk. Oh, play a game with the best thirty seconds of your life. Yes, yes, Mark. Yes. Now we have to be strict with each other. You know, we have to be fair. Is fair. Right. The monk is at the top. So uh, who is who? <laughs> um, I have the pins. So, oh, yeah, know, right. You right. go. Yeah. So you are going to give me, Mark. Um, what are you going to give me? Um, 
Christmas characters. Christmas characters. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, Mark, your challenge for the next thirty seconds is to list as many Christmas characters as possible. Are you ready? Yeah. Three, two, one, go. Elf on the shelf. Scrooge. Scrooge McDuck. Um, Mary. Joseph. The three wise men that counts as three. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, fuck the donkey. Um, Farmer Carney. Um, mistletoe. Um, 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 uh, mm, mm, mushrooms. What? The red and white mushrooms. Okay. Santi. Um, Ebenezer. No, yeah, I gave him. You gave him. Um, ooh, ooh, uh, Three seconds. Uh, uh, mm. <laughs> oh, reindeer. Reindeer, snowman. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a radio Mark it's 14 bollocks who was it yeah, I bet oh, you know yeah, yeah, yeah I, that, that was amazing <laughs> you you made so many noises <laughs> more there was a catalogue of noises <laughs> yeah that was incredible did well, you give me three effort. for the two wise man I did Mark <laughs> 14 he beats 14. Gavin Stamp and that's the main thing in this game I suppose Mark Gavin yeah. always questions the, uh, yeah, the, the, that decision but anyway Mark isn't it great when you end the podcast and you know there's just so much more there that we will continue to discuss and we'll continue to throw our eyes on and I even had a bonus article here and I, I, I'm just going to it's on Grey Wolves so do you know episode 28 yeah. Is going to be out. Well, but we could talk about it. Will this close? Will we close it now? Or will yeah, we, sure, might as well. Look yeah, yeah. Up. Grey Wolves is something to look forward to next week. I've been Michael Dwyer. I've been Mark Halpin. Good evening. Good evening. <laughs> <laughs>